When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. It's a size em up Monday! The post-Christmas size em up Monday. Merry Christmas to you all, and uh, happy holidays to everybody out there. Uh, the Ravens are in celebration mode. Punch their playoff ticket with a 17-9 win over the Atlanta Falcons, plus some help uh, from a, a variety of other games. Uh, the Ravens are in, baby. And as you know, Garrett, I am a get-in-the-dance guy, and I'm dancing. I'm dancing because I'm in the dance, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, look, it's 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 good to be in. It's good to be in. It's kind of funny, like, we'll talk about the game, but just the scenario. So just to kind of set the stage here. So the Ravens win, and then, like, the players are starting to file out into the post-game press conference area, and the Bengals-Patriots game is still going on. And for, like, basically three hours almost, that game looked like the pa- the Patriots were going to lose it. You right. know, it's like, all right, the Bengals got, got this game. We're out to a 22-0 lead, I think. It all of a sudden it's close, and it's like all the reporters are kind of looking around like, do we ask questions like they've clinched the playoffs? What do we do? How do we approach this? And then John Harbaugh actually found out while he was on the podium that the Bengals had won, Patriots had lost, and the Ravens had clinched a playoff spot. But I say all that just to say I was kind of like conflicted on who I wanted to win. Mm-hmm. Like I, I agree. I, I'm also generally a get-in-the-dance guy, not at the expense like of – winning the division i would prefer to win the division For sure that's a nice way into the dance um, well it turned out you know the dolphins lost the next day on christmas exactly and now, so of the course, ravens would have been like, in that way also it would have been a sweet christmas gift um yeah and it's they like, would have gotten in that way so it would have been better yeah, for the you, bengals to lose because then if the bengals right. lose next week and the ravens win against pittsburgh then the ravens would be the afc north champions right the, the game in cincinnati right. would have no meaning um right. so or or if or if both teams lost and then the game still has meaning. If the Ravens lose this weekend division, um, you know, is they need they need to win this weekend. You know, if the Bengals lost too, yeah. but well, but, the the Ravens the the Ravens don't technically yeah, I guess that's have the same. to win. They don't that's technically true, have true. to beat the Steelers. If both teams lose, then the AFC North title is still up for grabs in Week 18. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's correct. So anyway, it would have been nice. It would have been nice yeah. um, to to wrap it up but as i was watching it i just was conflicted i was like who do i want to win this game it feels weird to root for the Bengals, but i'm I'm like sitting here and you're like all right this is a chance to just to punch the ticket yeah. just go ahead punch it always the feels just, good just, to just, right just have that ticket in your hand holes in yeah. it it's punched bird in hand right bird i am hand. not getting kicked off this train i got the punch ticket feels good yeah yeah um so so yeah i mean kind of another you know a very similar feeling game to a lot of the ravens victories recently um, you know, good defense holds the, they hold the Falcons out of the end zone. You run the ball well, pile up 184 rushing yards and, you know, you get a turnover, uh, some kind of clutch plays and you, you grind out a win, you know, it wasn't exactly a, a highlight real kind of day, but I thought that 
it was the Ravens formula and they executed that formula well in this game. When you don't execute the Raven, the formula well, that's when you lose, like in Cleveland, right? You turn the ball over, you don't get any turnovers. Uh, you know, that's how you lose. The Ravens still had some of the issues that have plagued them. You know, red zone, they weren't especially good in the red zone. They scored one touchdown, but they still had missed some red zone opportunities there, had to settle for field goals. Um, you know, the passing attack was efficient. It didn't light the world on fire or whatnot, but, uh, you know, it was efficient. They kind of had some defensive lapses at the end of the first half. You know, we've seen kind of two-minute defense has been a little bit of an issue. That was an issue once again. But they did enough to win the game, and I think they executed at a high level for what they do now. Yeah, this never really felt like, to me, that the Ravens were in danger of losing it. Like, I just didn't think that the Falcons were going to be able to score much. Yeah, no. The, the Ravens' defense was dominant. Like, it felt like every yard that the Falcons got, they had to, like, it was it was hard-earned. And the Ravens made them work for everything. I just never – I never felt like, barring some, you know, a pick six or some, you know, kind of scoop and score type fumble – that the Ravens were going to lose this game. I, I just felt like they were – the defense was so good. The Falcons weren't going to score. The Ravens' offense was going to do enough. They were going to take off a lot of clock. They were going to run the ball on the ground. They got the DeMarcus touchdown. So it's like – I mean, it honestly felt like once they got that touchdown, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, all right, yep. Yeah, when they were up 13 nothing, I was like, this that's ball game right there. You, you put yeah, it in well, the Well, yeah, it's like you got the touchdown. There's, there's probably going to be one touchdown in this game, and we just got it. So, exactly. Um, done. <clears throat> Right. Cross it off. But, you know, the interesting thing was, you know, Patrick Queen after the game was kind of saying, like, the interesting thing was it wasn't like a super celebratory post-game locker room. You know, Mm -hmm. even though I think word had spread that the Ravens had had clinched their playoff spot, it wasn't a raucous locker room by any means. It wasn't, you know, sad. They had just won the game. But it was just like kind of your normal ho-hum locker room. You know, Patrick Queen was like, yeah, you know, we were all right on defense, but, like, that wasn't you know, as good as it should be. And, and I think, I think they came into the Ravens came into the game, allowing 327 yards per game. The Atlanta Falcons put up 327 yards, right? So it was kind of like a, an on par, an average defensive performance in terms of yards given up. They got the one big punch out from Marlon Humphrey. Uh, The fruit punch is alive and well. And, uh, mm-hmm. and that was a huge play on fourth down to kind of, you know, if they punch in a touchdown there or get points there, that's a different feeling game. Um, you know, but I think that the defense felt like good, good performance, but not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like, which, which tells uh, you where the bar I, is set, by the way, you don't get, let them in the, the end zone at all. And you're like, eh, not great. Yeah, and part of that probably is like you know go back to the end of half situation where they get the ball to one, then then there was the rough not roughing the passer. The uh, why, is it, why am I trying to play? What's what's why can't I think? I don't remember. Of, was it pi? What was it? No, 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 no. It was the penalty. It was the intentional grounding. Oh, 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 oh the Falcons. Grounding. Yes, yeah. yes, on the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where his arm got um, hit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, I just had a total brain fart there. I couldn't remember the word intentional grounding. <laughs> um, but it was the intentional grounding where right. Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Falcons, went berserk. Like he was complaining <laughs> as it happened, and then even as the teams went to the locker room, he stayed out there for about five extra minutes to let every single ref know his feelings on yep. that one. Like it was. It was an extended complaining session for him, and you know they they call the the that the intentional grounding that moves the Falcons back from the one yard line, um, and then they end up you know seven ran three clock. instead of getting seven ran there. ten seconds um, off the clock or whatever. 
it was it was a massive penalty. So I mean, to your I, I bring all that up just to say like while the Ravens played a great game defensively, they still feel like there's meat on the bone in terms of how good they can be. And that was like kind of Patrick Queen's point. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is not as good as we can be. Yeah. I, I thought so that doesn't... They're not sitting there saying, like, we're the best. Like they're saying, like, yeah, good. Glad we got the win. Glad the playoff ticket is punched. But still still have upward trajectory in terms of where they can go on this defense. Yeah. I, you know, I, I thought that uh, – give the Falcons some credit. I thought Desmond Ritter playing, you know, rookie quarterback playing in what was it, his second game, right? right. And uh, playing in those conditions, the coldest game in Ravens' home history, Right. Uh, you know, completing 22 of 33 balls for 218 yards is pretty efficient. Didn't turn the ball, didn't throw any interceptions, didn't throw any touchdowns either, but like, you know, pretty solid day for the rookie quarterback and definitely showed some chemistry with his rookie wide receiver, Drake London, put up seven for 96 with Marlon Humphrey shadowing him. That's pretty darn good day for Drake London, made some spectacular catches. And I thought their rookie running back, Tyler Algier, had a, you know, he had some solid runs too, 18 runs for 74 yards, you know, like, they ran for 115, only averaged three and a half per carry, but like Tyler Algier looked pretty good. So give him mm-hmm. credit. Like I, I thought the Falcons play offense played better than I expected. Um, but also to the, the point, you know, the Ravens defense feels like, Hey, we're, if we're going to beat the chiefs offense, right. And the yeah, bills yeah. offense right. and some of these other offenses with even more firepower, we're going to have to be better than this. No doubt. I mean, like, you know, there's a matchup with the Bengals. Right, in two the Bengals, weeks. exactly. Bengals have a much higher-powered offense than what we saw from the Falcons on Saturday. Exactly. So if this, and if the Ravens are going to be an offense, which I think the offense will be better than this when Lamar Jackson's <laughs> back in the lineup, but if they're going to be an offense that scores under 20 points, and you're, then your defense has very little margin for error when you're going right. up against the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, those teams. So totally. even though, you know, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's got a good offense. Ravens learned that firsthand. Yep. Um, and that could end up being the first-round playoff matchup if the Ravens go in as a wildcard team. They could be going back to Jacksonville, which is kind of ironic because if that does happen, <laughs> you know, like when the Ravens lost to Jacksonville, the, the the mood was kind of like, how could you lose to that team? They stink. They're terrible. What, how could yeah, you lose yeah. that game? And now they could end up being playoff team. in the playoffs. Exactly. So, Trevor Lawrence is hot. Um, hosting a playoff game, division yeah. champ. Now, not a great division, but still. Let, let's give some, you know, as we're on the topic of the defense, I thought – you know, Roquan Smith, holy moly. This was a Roquan Smith game. And, and you know, what else do you say? We've been singing this guy's praises all year long. But 15 tackles? Well, not all year long, since midseason when the Ravens traded <laughs> yeah, for him. Half the, yeah, half the I wasn't year. singing his praises. This when guy was, for the Bears is yeah, great. Yeah, he's on the Bears. I really wasn't talking about Roquan. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, 15 tackles all over the field. I mean, I think you saw a lot of that sideline to sideline hitting guys, and, it, you know, I'll give you credit, Garrett. You asked the question of him this week, you know, what do you think about playing in cold weather? And he said he loves it because dudes don't like being hit, and he turns into the predator. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he had said it exactly Oh, that like would have been amazing. <laughs> but it was definitely yeah, I mean, Predator look, Roquan. Well, it it is. I mean, Roquan was awesome. He's been awesome since the Ravens traded for him. And again, like I feel like we could just play this kind of this little Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen uh, bite here and just pl- plug it into like the last four podcasts right. because both these guys have been playing great. Patrick Queen, same thing. Nine tackles for him, half sack, two quarterback hits. Mm-hmm. You know, he picked up the fumble uh, that Marlon punched out, one pass defense. 
So, like, and he told me after the game, I thought it was a good quote from him. He's like, I'm just playing pissed off. <laughs> yeah. And he looks like it. He's flying all over the field. He's making tackles. He's making plays. He's playing like the guy that you hoped he would be when you drafted him in the first round out of LSU. And the one-two punch of, of Roquan and PQ has been terrific. And that's the strength of this defense in, in so many ways. Like, that that core there with those two guys, like, I know the Ravens have a lot invested in the secondary, and the secondary can be great. You know, Marlon had the punch out. Marcus Williams has been really good when he's been on the field. Mm-hmm. Marcus Peters is a proven guy when he's on the field. Right, hopefully he's but, back soon. Peters is hurt right now. I, what I'm trying to say is I think that the, the inside linebackers actually are the strength of this defense right now. I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, the defensive line has been really good, you know, when, when Clayus is in there, you know, missing Clayus. I think we did see a little the, the effect of that a little bit. And, you know, props to Justin Matabike and, and some of those other guys. Isaiah Mack, you know, makes the big tackle for loss on a, another key fourth down deep in Ravens territory. He gets a tackle for loss um, to turn the ball over. But I think they miss Calais a little bit. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. I think the inside linebacker duo is the is the heart and soul of this Ravens defense right now. Yeah, and then there's like the emotional component, which like it took PQ or it took Roquan no time to become an instant leader. Uh, PQ is a fiery guy. You know, I think the guys feed off of his energy. He's not afraid to mix it up. You know, trash talk a little bit. So all those reasons, like I think that that's why this this inside linebacker duo is kind of the heart and soul of the defense right now. And you know, if if this if the Ravens are going to be a team that makes noise in the playoffs, then I think that we're, we're going to have a game where Roquan Smith gets an interception, Patrick Queen gets a forced fumble, like that. Something like that is going to happen, and those two guys are going to be at the center of the equation. They're going to make the plays. They're going to make the plays. Like we're, you're going to be looking at it. And if, if the Ravens, whatever, beat the Bills in the playoffs, let's just say you're going to be looking at it, and it's like, man, that that third quarter punch out. Uh, by Patrick Queen, that was the difference, and well, I that's think why, that, like that's the type of yeah. thing that's going to happen if this team, um, with those two guys in particular. I mean, that, that's I why Eric DeCosta made the trade, right? He was like, "We have yeah. a good defense, but if you add Roquan Smith, that takes it to perhaps a championship level defense, right?" Yeah. And that's kind of what yeah. Patrick Queen was saying after the game: is like, we can't just, you know, with all the players that we have on this defense right now, we can't just be a, a good defense. We have to be a championship yeah. level defense. Yep. Yeah, totally. They, they, like, B-plus isn't good enough. Yep. They, they expect A-plus every single yep. week. All right, so let's flip it over to the offensive side. And I thought definitely some more uh, signs of life, you know, after a struggle uh, in Cleveland. I thought that it was a, a more efficient attack. Ravens got back to running the ball more. They ran it 34 times, twice as many times as they threw it. Tyler Huntley threw 17 passes. They ran 34 times, including one stretch in which they ran the ball 11 straight times. I know you, Garrett. You loved, you loved the oh, eleven loved straight it. runs. I oh, so it. did I. I loved everything. Yeah. I was like, keep it rolling, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Keep it going. I mean, I was that drive was a thing of beauty when you can just march down the field and just keep the ball on the ground. Yep. That's like demoralizing for a defense. Took a ton of time off the clock. Everything about that was great. And then, and then, of course, the key here: you punch it in. You punch it in with the Demarcus Robinson touchdown. First touchdown by a Ravens receiver since Week Three. Good catch by him. Nice job to get his feet in bounds. Good throw by Tyler Huntley. Yep. It's like that is what this offense needs to do, and that was the thing of beauty. I know there were times even where Ravens fans thought they should have even run a little bit more. It, it, it's tough to run. It's it's tough to pass less than the Ravens did in that game. Like you know, could there be a couple plays where you run it? You run it even more than you pass it. Sure, you could. There's a few plays that maybe you could have run three more times or whatever. But 
like this was a run heavy. That was the game plan. That was the that was the approach. And it's tough to run the ball or throw the ball any less than the Ravens. Well, I think one of those times was J.K. Dobbins runs for 11 on the first offensive play of the game, and then it's a throw from a pass from Huntley that sails over Mark Andrews' head, and you you mm-hmm. heard the fans, and Mark Andrews had to be like, "All right, y'all, come on." I understand the frustration that's out there, but like, let's not sit here and start booing the offense on the second offensive play of the game. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You know, and right. uh, and, <laughs> right. and so, you know, I think that it's good that they were more run-heavy. I, I certainly think that's a better formula than they had in Cleveland. Um, they stuck with it. You know, Gus Edwards iced the game, ultimately. And I think that's the way they, they should continue. I mean, once Lamar comes back, obviously the passing attack is going to improve. I think they'll throw the ball more, uh, a little bit more. But I think that the rushing attack is where this offense is going to really eat, right? And so it was what one takeaway from the game for me was the Gus bus, right? It's like we've all been drooling over J.K. Dobbins the past two games, and for good reason. He's been fantastic running for over like 120 yards each game, right? But now you see Gus start to really get downhill. He seems to be getting stronger as he's, you know, don't forget he's coming back from a serious knee injury too. He was running downhill with force, 11 carries for 99 yards, averaging nine yards a pop. And they just eventually in the fourth quarter, you know, John Harbaugh said like, once again, J.K. Dobbins didn't have a carry in the fourth quarter. And John Harbaugh's like, did y'all see Gus the bus? The Gus was rolling, baby. <laughs> Open up the doors yeah. and let them on, right? Yeah. Let the kitties go for a ride. The Falcons went for a ride on the <laughs> Gus bus. <laughs> how, how many more little phrases you got to go in there? Oh, about endless, the endless, endless, endless. <laughs> um, so you got your lunch yes. packed. Get on board. Let's go. It's a field trip to the playoffs. <laughs> I, I can keep going. Nice, nice. I'll stop you. I'll stop you. So the one-two punch, I think, is a big deal. That's you know, I like if they can get that one-two punch, that can take them a long way. No doubt. And like the thing with the the injury, like it's been an ongoing thing story with the injury front on them. Like I I don't know. I think I still think there's probably some element of a pitch count with those guys. Like I think that they probably they're 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 cautious of how much work they're getting they're constantly I think probably in tune with how they're feeling and and all that and it's like you know Gus came back and when Gus first came back he had a great game ran the ball a ton and it was just like oh Gus is back but then he was on the shelf again for a little bit and so like with this return from these these major injuries like it's not necessarily just like okay you're back and then once you're back on the field you bet you're back to normal like it's kind of a two steps forward one step back at times and I think we've seen that with both Gus and JK but they both seem to be at this point ascending, like ascending yep. at the right time. And I thought that was, you know, John Harbaugh kind of he basically made the point after the game, and I agree with this. And, and this is like a big picture look at this team. Like the Ravens have had to grind out some wins. They've had guys in and out of the lineup throughout the season. We just talked about the running backs. Ronnie Stanley's been in and out of the lineup, but now he seems, you know, he's back. He's anchored that left tackle position. They've had Lamar Jackson, who's missed multiple games now. They've had Calais Campbell. 
missed the recent game. Marcus Peters has been in and out of the lineup this year. So they've had a lot of injuries, and they've had to grind out a lot of games. Tyus Bowser. I mean, I could keep going here. Marcus, Marcus Williams. Williams. Yeah, missed so, miss the season. Like they, they, but now they're at a point where they are, they're not 100% healthy. No team is at this point of the year. But some key pieces are, are ascending. They seem to be healthier. And you could be going into the playoffs now where, like, everything is kind of coming together and then you hope to get hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. Like, if Lamar comes back, let's just say it's this week, he starts playing well again. This running game is rolling. This defense is lights out with the addition of Roquan Smith and Marcus Williams coming back, and maybe Marcus Peters comes back and Calais comes back, and this defense is lights out. <clears throat> you feel like, okay, this is a team that, like, is getting pieces back, it's getting hot, and who knows where that takes them. Well, yeah, you're, you're, you're jumping the shark a little bit. I agree with everything you're saying, but but I do want – I agree with that. I want to talk a little bit more about the offense, though. You're starting to go into <laughs> playoff mode, the, you know, all that stuff. I want to talk a little well, bit I just, more. I thought it was – the reason I bring that up is, like, I thought it was – when John Harbaugh made that point – Yeah, you know, he thinks they can get I hot. I think that's definitely how the Ravens feel. Get Lamar yeah. back, get these other guys, Marcus, Calais, get them back, and we can make a run. I think that's, it's, you know, certainly they feel that way. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. You know, this was kind of to my point that I made in our previous podcast about the wide receiver core and, and my point about Sammy Watkins. I turned to you and I said, I told you so. Okay? <laughs> because everybody was dogging the Sammy Watkins signing. The guy started the game, right? And, and this is what they need to do offensively uh, in the passing game. It's everybody play your role. Everybody, you don't, nobody has a huge role. You don't have to catch six balls, eight balls, whatever. Just play your role and we'll be all right. No wide receiver caught more than one pass. The only guy on the offense that caught more than one pass was Mark Andrews. The only, Mm -hmm. no wide receiver got more than two targets, right? But you make a big play in a big situation when they throw it your way, we'll take that. Sammy Watkins had one ball thrown his way. He caught it for 40 yards. Set up mm-hmm. a field goal. That's a successful day, right? Yeah. I mean, Demarcus Robinson had one ball thrown his way. It was a six-yard touchdown. I'll take that, right? Yeah. Mark Andrews. Yeah. They they took a shot down the field to Mark Andrews, thirty-six-yard gain. I'll take that, right? And so, like, mm-hmm. it, nobody's going to be a high-volume guy in this passing attack right now. But if everybody makes the play when their number is called, that can be a successful formula. And I thought the passing game, while you know, there were still some hiccups and whatever, some misses, missed opportunities. I thought it was good enough. And that's what the passing has to be right now because of the way the Ravens are running the ball. It has to be good enough. And I thought it was. Yeah. Tyler Huntley completed 9 of 17 passes for 115 yards and a touchdown. That's a good enough game for your backup quarterback. Certainly gives you a chance to win the game. Totally. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you kind of we talked about the Sammy edition last week. And... I mean, you do the classic, you know, the classic I told you so, where you're like, you know, I told you that the Sammy Watkins move was great. Like, yeah. you, I knew yeah. that he was going to make this 40-yard catch yeah. on the first pass yes. to come his way. I knew that was going to yes. happen. I did. You didn't know that that was going to happen. I said, I, know, I said look, that I think, Sammy's here's made the thing clutch about that plays addition. in clutch situations. When he's been healthy, when he's been on the field, he's made a lot of clutch plays, and all you need is for one clutch play, one big catch a game to give it to you, and he's going to catch a 40-yard. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, no, but that that is that is why the Ravens added Sammy Watkins. Like he he was signed here in the middle of the week and started the game. So like 
when that tells you we something. made the point that he is that the Ravens were fortunate to have him available. Yeah. That's why there's not really like anybody else that could get signed in the middle of the week and start the game. It's just a little bit more complicated to learn the system and all that. Like sure. he didn't have to learn the system. He already knows it. So I think that that is a very valid and legitimate point. So this week, um, let's take a quick break here. And then I, we want to get into some emails. All right, we want our listeners to know that the sports landscape is always changing. This week is no different. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, and it still has daily fantasy contests running for those who are looking to have skin in the game. It's simple. Every player has a salary associated with drafting them. You assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap, and then you sit back and you watch your points pile up. Now you know how to play. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up using the code FLOCK. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. Again, that code is FLOCK at DraftKings. Also, the Ravens and Campbell's Chunky are teaming up to send a member of the flock and a guest to the Pro Bowl. Ravens have six Pro, Bowl, Pro Bowlers, by the way, man. So they, there's going to be some Ravens there, unless, of course, they're going to the Super Bowl. So for the remainder of the season, the Ravens will highlight six players who exude the do-it-all player mentality, both on and off the field. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash Campbell's to cast your vote today. Well, we have a bunch of emails here, Garrett. As usual, you can email us at thelounge at ravens.nfl.net. And this one kind of just echoes your point, Garrett, that you were making. This one comes from Blake McGregor. He says, let's go! Merry Christmas, guys. He says, the playoffs clinched. Get Lamar fit, and let's cook for the rest of the season and get ready to go to the postseason. So, totally agree, Blake. Thank you for your email. Not a question, Here's obviously. A- just just agreeing with this sentiment, which I'm, I'm on board exactly. with. Cosine. Yes. Uh, this one comes from Greg Cohen. He says, it's a size them up Monday. Ravens finally found the end zone, maintained their lead, got a little help from the Jets and Pats losing, and beat Atlanta to clinch a playoff berth. Now they have, now that they have clinched, it begs the question, should Lamar stay out another game to rest his knee and return for the Bengals? The Bengals are hot right now, so should Lamar be more ready for the playoffs in the long run, or a Week 18 showdown for the division. Uh, so thank you, Greg. Appreciate that. Uh, what do you think, Garrett? Look, we've answered a version of this question a few different times over the past few weeks while Lamar's been out. Here's what I think it's going to come down to. When Lamar is healthy and able to play, that's when he is going to play. <clears throat> yep. That's what has been the factor throughout this entire time. I don't think that if Lamar says, I'm 100%, the doctor says he's 100%, that the Ravens are going to say, now nah, we're just going to hold you off for the playoffs. I, I don't think that will be the equation. Mm-hmm. And this could be the week that he returns. Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network had a report this morning on Good Morning Football saying that the expectations that Lamar will practice this week and then potentially play on Sunday. Now, we also said that last week. I said that last week, and obviously it didn't happen. So everyone's kind of guessing here in terms of what what happens on this front. I think that where this could come into play, like to John's question, um, was it John? Greg. Greg. Sorry, Greg. Greg. Sorry, Greg. John, uh, we got John's question coming up next. Okay, I got right. that one queued up. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, so to Greg's question, I think that where this could come into play is if Lamar's say, I'm kind of making up numbers here and just playing out this hypothetical, but um, he's 85% right now, and they, if they say, if you wait another week, you could be at 100 you know, if that's the case, you probably wait it out. It's not like this, it, the Super Bowl isn't this week. So it's not like mm-hmm. you, yeah, absolute 100% got to get him out there. You want him to be as healthy as possible for the playoffs. So if that were the case, maybe they say let's wait another week. 
But I don't think you want to go into a situation and say, all right, well, regardless of whether he's healthy, we're just going to hold him back for the playoffs and, and try to, you know, limit him to those games because that's when you really need him. I, I don't think that's going to be the, the plan of action. Right. But you think that, that, his, that the playoffs being clinched will be a factor in whether Lamar Jackson plays. I, I don't necessarily think it, it will be a factor. I think it could be a factor. Like, okay. like the factor, the end all factor here is Lamar's health and how he feels and what the right. doctors say. That's the factor. But I think that like the fact that the playoffs are clinched, again, I'm just playing out hypotheticals here. You know, if he's yeah. at 85 percent, then in next week he would be at 100. Then that could be something that factors into the equation. But I don't right. know if that's. The case. I, I go back I to your start. This- I go back to the start of it. I think it's if Lamar is totally healthy, if the doctors feel, the trainers feel he's good. If he goes out and practices and he feels good and he feels like, yeah, I, let's play, then I think he plays. Right, and I think that there's like a difference. Like, you know, it, it's the old like, if the Super Bowl were Sunday, would he play? Right. And oh, it, the, there he, is a difference. Yes, he would absolutely play. <laughs> you know, so there's a difference. So I think that, like, you don't go into it with that mentality. The Super Bowl's right. not on Sunday. So I also, you know, I don't think that, like, it would be a good thing just to wait and wait and say – because if you, if you wait till the playoffs even, or, or even in Cincinnati, like, he's, he's missed, you know, three and a half games well, now. Like, you don't want that's our, that's to our guys. That's to our guy's email here, John, John okay. Stremmel. Yeah. He says, with two games left in the regular season, should we be more worried about Lamar getting re-injured from playing two tough division rivals – or more worried about sitting him and risk number eight getting rusty before the playoffs. Yeah, I think that they're like if you if you miss basically six games, you know, close to two months, there you could be rusty. It could be tough to just get thrown back into the fire there and expect to play at a super high level. Like that's not a unrealistic thing. The other factor, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it is interesting. Like. <laughs> It's tough to come back against the Steelers if you missed all this time, and it's like okay, now you got to go against the Steelers, super physical game. Like that's that's tough. That's a tough assignment, or mm-hmm. the Bengals. It's it's tough either way. I kind of wish it wasn't two straight division games to end the season, but right. that's the record. That's or that's the schedule. That's who you're playing. So you yep. can't change that. Yeah, I I think the other point about this is that you know as we've been saying, the Ravens are hoping that Lamar Jackson comes back, the offense heats up. They get hot. The defense is playing well. The run game is strong, and that's the run that they can use. Uh, that's what they use to go on the run in the playoffs, right? And it starts with Lamar coming back and getting hot, and that I think requires time. It, it, it's going to require a, a little reps, a little game action, right? Like I don't want to go into the playoffs and just have the expectation that we're going to snap our fingers and all of a sudden this passing attack with Lamar Jackson back under center is going to be lighting it up, right? Like I would like. It t- I would like him to. I would like to preheat the oven. Let's preheat the <laughs> oven to get it hot for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and and again, I think it kind of as we're both saying here. I think it all goes back to this notion of when he is healthy. Um, yep. Not like the external factors, and I understand why these external factors could come into play, but I think that's more of a, I guess, kind of a emotional thing, a strategic thing in that regard than it is like just what it comes down to brass tacks. Can the guy play? And once yep. that's the case, I think they're going to put him out there. Yep. So anyway, thank right, you before, for the emails. Yes. Oh, be- sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go, uh, the game this week, by the way, if you haven't heard, you know, if you were just enjoying Christmas and you weren't paying attention to anything happening in the NFL world, the game against the Steelers 
has been flexed to Sunday night mm. football. So that is yes. going to be a night game this week, uh, which is exciting. Um, so, you know, Sunday night football, Ravens, Steelers in Baltimore, like it doesn't get much bigger than that. Um, when the schedule came out, I t- saw two one o'clock games against the Steelers. I was kind of like, that's weird. You know, I'm not used to that. One of these games right. is usually a primetime game. And now we get that. So, yeah, it's always fun. It's always fun playing on primetime at the bank. It's going to be rocking. That's going to, it's going to warm up. It's going to be a little bit warmer this weekend <laughs> than it was this past game. So that's good news for fans also. Yes. So I expect that it's going to be, that's going to be a really fun game. Yeah. And also our partners at CSX, they're proud to support the Ravens and even proud to support and protect the fans. If you are going to the game this week, please be safe around the tracks. And that means obeying signals, keeping your distance and never trying to beat a train across the track. So keep that in mind if you're heading to the game this week. So uh, it's going to be a fun week. Uh, Ravens, Steelers, uh, Ravens are still very much, uh, they control their own destiny in the hunt for the AFC North title. They've got a a playoff spot clinched, and we're going to be working on getting a guest this week and uh, following up and having more conversations uh, later this week. So as always, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again soon. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.